Hi, I'm Joe Shelton. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music producer, as well as a software engineer, and most of all, a father with a daughter who recently moved to Scotland. And I'm Bailey, a magazine editor, graphic designer, and illustrator. This podcast is our weekly catch-up. We wanted to share it with you and let you be a part of our family rabble. Greetings, Bailey. Good morning. Hello. Good afternoon. Yeah. How is it going? Uh, um, I'm well. How are you? Sorry, I just unplugged my laptop. Well, and then I think I unplugged it again from the wall. Yep. Okay. Well, we can't, we can't have that. It's what it is. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll, fi- we'll fix it in post. Well, Bailey's computer died halfway through and she completely caught off. Well, we can we'll fix it in post. Well, we'll edit her in. I, I assume that it's fully charged anyway, because you had. Yes. It in. So that is true. I did. Uh, you know, unless we talk for several hours. like We do tend to talk. Well, see, here's the thing um, on a Zoom call. Well, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. On a Zoom call, it go it dies faster. Because it's because yeah, it's one of those kind isn't it? Well, and it's sending a video transmission from across the ocean. So. That doesn't matter. My, sure. my, my the M1 Mac would would just eat that shit up and spit it out and still have ninety five percent battery life after we got done. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Intel Mac, so it's doing its best. It's not here to impress you. It's working hard. (laughs) So, uh, you know, as I bash on Intel a little bit more, Mm -hmm. not buy an Intel Mac. They are dying a fast death. (laughs) I would like to state for the record that it wasn't like I sought out this laptop. I was looking for a new computer and I asked you sir to help me buy one and you said well instead of buying a brand new one how about you just give me nine hundred dollars for my old one yeah and then we'll call it even stevens which was a which was a really good deal actually because that that's a twenty five hundred dollar laptop so you know well you're here bitching about it so oh well it's old now yeah (laughs) that was a while ago two years ago three yeah Three years ago. Yeah. Well, I needed one because my main was computer was a was Surface a Pro years, from three years, 2014. Two, I think so. it was two years old at the time. Maybe I was very excited about getting the new uh, MacBook Air because I wanted a lighter laptop. So. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I thought this that when I, before I moved, and I still think that now, I think the next computer I buy is going to be like a full-on desktop like Mac, like one of those colored ones or something, but... Probably not because by the time I get one, it'll be like three generations down the line. So, but <laughs> or a Mac Mini with a um, with a screen. So th- that's also a cost-effective way to go. Sure, but that's not a that's not a problem for today. It is not. No, so. I mean, not at all. It's not really a problem at all as long as the battery doesn't die during the conversation, which is where we were. You know, with. Mm-hmm. This, with this silly uh, opening to today's <laughs> rabble. It's always a silly opening. It's never a normal opening. 
It's because we don't have a normal opening. It's a, it's not like we have a lead in or something written, dear yeah. listener. All four of you, I, if you're ever wondering why it sounds so organic and not rehearsed, it's because there's no format to this show. <laughs> yeah, what? I, I, what? There's a script right here. I'm reading from it, Bailey. From a from a teleprompter. It's weird that yeah, someone it's... wrote this into the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. You know, you, now you've taken me off script. Yeah. And uh, you know, oh, oh, did I? Whatever will I do? We're <laughs> gonna have to figure it out quick. I mean, yes. Whew. Man, we gotta get back on there. I don't know what I'm gonna say if I don't have a script in front of me. Um. <laughs> so the thing about Glasgow um, is that it doesn't really get cold enough to like snow. It just rains, and then the rain. Uh, freezes just just enough to be slick as fuck. Um, awesome. And so it's been warm all week, which was lovely. Uh, and now it's it's like just cold again. Means it's slick again. Well, we had snow this week, Bailey. We had, I know. I saw your snow. We had a real snow. Piled, piled snow. It it wasn't piled really. I mean, it was it was a, it was a really heavy wet snow because it was like thirty one, thirty two degrees the whole time, thirty three yeah. even. And um, so it like while there was like five inches that landed, the weight of it just made it like <laughs> go down. It was really yeah. what it was was a big slushy mess because so you know. I, I saw pictures of it and then I was immediately reminded about, um, that kind of snow and how the truck handles in it, because what I love about that kind of snow is like, people are always worried when like it first snows about driving. But I would say the most dangerous driving is like just after the snow plows hit, right? Because everybody thinks the roads are clear, no. They're no. That's <laughs> they're, they freeze. Yeah, they're like, they're frozen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the snow is actually sometimes better than yeah. after they've plowed if they don't put salt down because yeah. you know that it, it turns into like glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially at night, like because you yeah. can't see it, you just see like this shiny speck in the road. And you're like, oh, that shiny's not good. <laughs> well, so like um, I used to do the bagel run on Saturday mornings for Monon mm, Coffee bagel Company. Bagel run. Honestly, I love doing a, the bagel run. I, I miss that. I, I miss a quiet Saturday morning where I'd have to get up out of bed and, and get to the bagel store by 7 a.m. Um, so that I could pick them up fresh for the, for the coffee shop. But the thing about it is that... Um, there were a few nights, mornings, early mornings, where the sun hadn't risen yet, uh, which means that the roads were just still as slick as ever. And it would be like, you're driving the truck up to 52nd Street, nobody's awake, the sky's not up. And you have to really just know where they salted in the parking lot. Like, you, right. have, to, you have to use your sense memory to wow. say, oh, where is the salt in this? Because there's no light to tell me where it's shiny or not. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't see the shine, then you will pay. You'll hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, uh, I am a seasoned veteran of driving a truck on, on black ice. So, Are you? You're a yeah. seasoned veteran. Yeah. yeah. I like that. 
I've had many years where I have been driving a truck and there was black ice. So yeah, and cars as well. I think the ice and the yeah. cars. I mean, they were the things that gave you yes. the experience for the truck period. <laughs> well, I only drove cars for high school and then most of like college was truck. Actually, late high school and then since then was truck. Yeah. Well, I've driven the I've driven the truck for like six years, seven, eight. Wow, I mean, like that's a, that's a good run with the truck. Yeah, like oh, since AJ graduated through graduating college, no, two years after college, so so at yeah. least seven or eight. It's a lot of truck years. I'm just that's a lot of winters. You, alive, you know, I'm gonna just put it out there. That's a lot of winters. It's several winters. For a truck. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that truck has been, um, you know, a, a glory. It's lasted. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's because it. it's not, it's a work truck that we drove like a car. So. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are a lot rougher on it than others. <laughs> We're. Throwing they, furniture in the back and whatever else, well, you know. You gave me a truck. I don't know what. You want me to not haul furniture? What's the point of having a truck bed if you're not going to throw shit in it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, personally, even, I wasn't the person actually who, thrown shit in it. I don't even know. I didn't. Like, I, I mean, we did. We did do that bathroom demolition. So in a way, I'm certain there were shit particles in there. Yeah, I don't even want to know. Well, from a broken toilet or something like that. We don't, we don't really need to know the details of what all has gone through the truck bed. Right. Well, well, I know it's. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if something gross happened back there, it wasn't me. If that makes you feel better, <laughs> we can't blame it on you. Whatever no. gross things happened back there, that was someone else's doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hear you. Yeah. Like, I would say I've had far more wholesome experiences. Like, oh. We're going to go out to the, a fucking field with my buddies and we're going to stargaze and listen to music. Like barefoot blue jean type shit. <laughs> AJ is currently asking me for uh, pot roast recipe advice. Well, what are you telling him? Uh, I'm telling him how he's never oh. been before. Yeah. What? it's not hard. I know. Uh, he knows that too. He's just asking how to do it in a slow cooker. Okay. Well, I forget that he likes doing slow cooker stuff. Yeah. I think he's making up like a giant bunch so that he can make it into lunches for the week. Yeah. That's what he usually does is he makes a giant thing and then parses it out for five days. Yeah. So. I actually did something similar this week where I took a head of lettuce and then chopped it into four quarters and then made a salad with each quarter of the lettuce head. Really? So you did, yeah, like, it was, did like the wedge salad. Did you like yeah. put Caesar dressing on it and like a little bit of Parmesan? No, I don't. Um, I don't respect people who eat just a wedge of lettuce. So what happened is I had four wedges and then each day I took the wedge and cut it up into actually like little bits of lettuce and then mixed it with some um, pea shoots 
pea, you know what I'm talking It's like the sprout peas. Uh-huh. Um, and then I put feta in that bitch, a little bit of balsamic. So you didn't do a Caesar salad? No, because I didn't have Caesar dressing. I had balsamic vinegar, so... That's, that's just, it's, uh, you know, if you're going to have a wedge, it should be Caesar. Well, again, it was not, it was not a wedge. I cut up the wedge. I de-wedged it. I hear you say that, but I don't believe it. I think that's an after, I think you're trying to make an excuse for the wedge salad. Not be- No, I'm not. You know what else I learned this week, dad? What's that? Well, so my hair is growing out right now. It's, I got a pretty heavy, substantial root going on mm-hmm. and, uh, I was looking in the mirror and I saw that I have several silver hairs. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So I texted mom about it. Yeah. And I said, Oh, guess what? I'm going to get the early grays. Like her. Yeah. Like mom. (laughs) And then she said, um, Oh no. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm going to look like storm from the X-Men. And she was like, um, telling me that she held off on dyeing her hair until she was about 30, which meant that for several years, people kept walking up to her and being like, Oh, you've got more gray hairs than me. And apparently that made her really upset. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that sounds like a them problem. <laughs> like, like if someone walked up to me and said like, Oh, you've just got so much gray hair. I'd be like, yeah, I earned every one of those. Look how cool I look. Like, well, I mean, you know, people are assholes sometimes, right? Yeah, I do know that. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that, that's just the long and the short. Of that. <laughs> well, I think it's also funny. Um, I, I I am oddly curious about whenever somebody like really cares about what another generation thinks of them, right? Like uh, when when uh generation like when the zoomers were like oh we're gonna bring back low-rise jeans and like millennial women were online talking about like i i can't do it i can't give up my middle part and my low-rise jeans i was like why do you care what a 14 year old thinks is cool and so the same thing i think goes for like older like the older generations like i don't trust a grandmother to tell me what is or isn't cool and so if an old woman walks up to me and goes, oh, you have gray hair, how ugly, I'd be like. I don't know. I, I, guess, I, I, don't know. My, I guess I have my own little line on some of the fashion things. Like the guys that wear their pants that are falling off, I have little respect for that. It's not because I think it's like some, you know, I'm some fashion trend coolness god or whatever. It's just like, dude, your pants are falling down and I really, really do not want to see your underwear like at all. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's, it's not at all, you know, like, well, it's the cool thing. It's like, well, it's it's not cool. Like I can actually judge you on that not being cool because literally have no interest in seeing your underwear and no, neither does anyone else really just, just putting it out there, you know? Uh, <laughs> you you could just say I don't want to know. I don't want to think about whether or not you've got the runs. Yeah, That's... and I also don't want the underwear to fall because I really don't need that either. Like, yeah. you know, I'm real good. Um, you know, 
<laughs> you know what I'm yeah saying? i don't know what to i don't i don't know how to remedy that um i mean yeah. mainly i think you, you that, understand why i think that isn't cool right because it's like yeah i i mean cool. i don't know that i necessarily even have an opinion of people who sag their pants because they're usually wearing like boxers so it's like they have shorts underneath their pants well, not really. They're so. still underwear. I mean, well, the shape of the underwear doesn't mean they're not underwear. They aren't wearing right. like a pair of gym shorts under there, you know? No, <laughs> but uh, but let me ask you this. If you could verify that they were gym shorts, would you care? Yeah, I I, I would because I would, there would be the, po- like it's, it's uncomfortable because there's a possibility of me seeing something I have like negative interest in seeing you know what i'm saying you're just you're just afraid of the butt i'm like looking away like i'm looking away because i'm like i don't want to see that i'm good you know Mm. it's kind of like when there's a train wreck getting to happen getting ready to happen you know and you know if you don't want to see the blood and gore you kind of just you try to look away but then they're trying to talk to you or something and it's a little uncomfortable you know because if the train wreck was trying to talk to me i would probably be stepping back and running away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you feel what i'm saying there i so, yeah you know i kind i kind of get it i think that it's maybe it's just a step further from where i sit on it which is i i think i personally don't give a shit oh no um, I mean, generally but, if they're doing it and i don't have to look at them in any way i don't care whatever do, do right. you it's right. the same kind of thing as like i never am, i'm not interested in going to a nudist colony at all no nor i i I Um, need to see that like i'm well i think that (laughs) like yeah i i think that it's it's a little bit like um i don't feel like someone showing me their boxers is a problem like if i saw someone's ass i'd be like okay put it away um (laughs) but i i feel like i'm i'm a little bit more uncomfortable by someone who is shirtless and just got done playing a really like, ex- you know, like I, a, a heavy game of basketball, you know, like, like I a sweaty shirtless of, man is more uncomfortable to me in public than someone with saggy jeans. Well, I mean, it's sort of the but, same Twitter has become like, I have to be careful about like scrolling because apparently there's well, porn fine. on there. Yeah. It's fine to just like post what, whatever, like I, I'm like, really? Like, is this, is this necessary? Can we, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not really a prude, you know, fuck, fuck, fuck prudes, but I, I, I'm really just, uh, like, what, why do you feel like you have to show me? <laughs> I mean, every, every, everything like I, you know, my, my Twitter feed is really, um, curated down. I don't really see porn on Twitter. Well, it, ever. It's not that like, I, I mean, cause I do get rid of any, but, but the thing is it shows you stuff that you aren't looking for i don't know what your algorithm is doing to you because i've never like i maybe this is just unique to me um twitter doesn't (laughs) recommend me porn well Uh, no social site really recommends me porn it's that people like 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 they they post it with some other things in it that i think make it go there like you know for example i like to look at a lot of music stuff right right and then there's the women sitting there playing guitar with nothing on, you know? Oh, see, I didn't you know, know that that was a thing. And but. I'm like, okay, I, I'm good without that. And then there's the other, <laughs> then there's the other folks who are, you know, basically like they've put music in it that I think is causing the algorithm to go, but like, they're just fucking, 
Right. <laughs> and they've just made it like the background music. Weird. Yeah, no, I've not experienced this at all. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it, I didn't experience it for years. It used to be that way when Twitter first started. And then they, you know, got some rules. And then they kind of have turned all the rules off. So this weird shit started happening again. Yeah, no, I, I, I hate I hate that you have to deal with porn being shoved in your feet. Although I feel like the only comparison I can really think of is like it's I was on Tumblr I in like 2014. Folks, you know what I mean? I'm like block, yeah. block. I don't want to sure, say, yeah. sure. But still, um, it's so yeah. Weird. I mean, <laughs> I personally, and I, I've, I've spoken with the, about this with you before. I personally am of the opinion that like, I don't like, I would like to be um, part of the conversation if I'm going to see someone's naked body, right? Like I should, someone should ask my input before just like showing it to me. Um, yeah. A lot of the times that doesn't happen. Like people send me unsolicited dick pics just out of the blue. Like, Hey, it's Tuesday. Sure. Here you go. Um, but those people usually get blocked, uh, pretty quickly. Um, almost immediately. In fact, the, the, um, it's, a, it's an automatic block for me. I sometimes, if it's somebody like I kind of am aware of or know, I'll be like, Hey man, what the fuck? And then they'll do a half apology and then I'll be like, not a good enough apology. And then I block them. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that like, uh, and this is, this is over time. I'm not saying like, there's been a spate of it lately. It's been, a, you know, fairly okay lately, but back, you know, 10 years ago, let's say it was, um, when, uh, not 10 years ago, let's see my first album came out, what, 2014 around that time, my Twitter started my Twitter and, um, Facebook started getting a lot more people looking at it, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot more people DMing me, like, on the side where I didn't know them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to control it yet. Like, I know how to, like, control it now so that I don't have to see every DM that comes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and also, there's a lot more tools, on oddly. When I get, uh, uh, when you get more followers, they, like, turn on things that allow you to manage things Curate that a little bit right. yeah <laughs> so like uh, but but before what would happen is i mean first off you know the dick pics is a really weird thing to me because i'm like not gay so i don't really <laughs> i just like well, you're also laughing when I get one because i'm like what like and married yeah <laughs> you know but then the 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 female crotch shots are the like the most jarring to me like both of them are jarring but like the, the dick pics just make me laugh. The other ones are like, are you serious? Did you think that was going to, I mean, I, I understand how females must feel when they get the dick pic, which is like, did you think that was going to turn me on? Was that going to make me like, just respond to you immediately and go, Ooh, baby. Oh baby. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, why, why was I find, I find be? both of them make me uncomfortable, but I've not gotten, nobody, nobody sends me, um, twat chats. You nobody nobody's ever there sent me those no yeah. nobody has ever sent me a picture of their vagina that's good i'm, I'm gonna um, hear that for you it's good and, and you know what i i've been thinking about this a lot and maybe it's just because you're more attractive to the general public than i am because nobody i i, I don't know about that i mean you know you're beautiful thank you, you i know. agree but you know, maybe the females aren't as attracted to you as the guys. I've apparently that's, that's the case. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know why guys would be attracted to me because, but Hey, if you are fantastic, have at your uh, attraction. I'm just, you know, please don't send me any pictures of your junk. I don't care to see it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm completely good. And I automatically block if one of those come yeah. into me. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like maybe as a general rule of thumb, general blanket statement, um, if you think that somebody might want to see your junk, you could at least ask just to be sure. <laughs> I guess that's your, 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 your rule. <laughs> that's my rule. You should probably ask just to be sure before, <laughs> before me. throwing it at somebody. Um, <laughs> before throwing your cat at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to quote um, the Easy A movie. You don't have to throw your cat at everybody. I wasn't throwing my cat at my anybody. Cat at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So you know, it it it's a it's a crazy world though. I mean, um, this this week's uh, big American story is about Tyree Nichols, who was um, I I don't know if you saw the video or not, but it's. Uh, Pretty bad. He was in Memphis and he was beaten to death by five policemen. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I saw. And um, you know, mm. I think I think I speak for everyone when I say throw them in the deepest, darkest hole of jail and um, lock them up, throw away the key and never let them free. Um, all five of them. In fact, I think since they were policemen, they should just go ahead and put them in with the rest of the population at prison. Um, and let them fend for themselves. I, uh, <laughs> that, that it was, it was heinous. I'm, I have no other, uh, I mean, they weren't trying to arrest anybody. They were just trying to beat somebody to death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I was just kind of disgusted by it. And I think the rest of us are, uh, all, all the rest of decent humanity is, um, and that's not what we, you know, that's not what police should ever do. Um, there's, <laughs> there's no excuse for it. Um, no. you know, it doesn't make anyone feel safer. It doesn't make anyone feel, <laughs> you know, um, uh, better about our, uh, society. I, I just don't quite understand. And they were very brazen doing it with body cams on and everything else. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's, there's very, little reason like it's been a very long time since anyone mentioning calling the police hasn't like elicited like a really heavy like okay but like let's run through the worst case scenarios you know like <laughs> um yeah it, 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 you know uh, am I calling the police as a last resort because it could turn out worse than whatever's going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it was, uh, the, the, it, the, the, the whole blue lives matter movement to me has been a, a ridiculous, um, shock reaction to, um, you know, the politiz politicization of the police, you know, where you have these folks who are blindly supporting all police officers, no matter what they do. And, um, the, um, you know, and then uh, others who blindly are supporting folks who, you know, have gotten arrested. There have been, um, many instances of people doing things that, you know, that we've seen on camera where we understand how the police got involved. 
from the get-go yeah. of whatever crime it was, right? And then there right. are these instances that happen that just should never happen where there's there's no there's nothing going on that you know the guy you stopped him for a weaving or something and drag him out of his car and start pepper spraying him you know it's like um you know it wasn't like he robbed a bank and he got <laughs> you know or he assaulted someone or, or anything like that you you saw him weaving and you pulled yeah. him over you dragged him out of the car and you you know it's um it, it's that kind of thing like you know there's there's no there's nothing there to go Oh my God, he was going to really harm others. He was really going to whatever, you know, you had him pulled over, right? It, it wasn't like he, he, <laughs> he mm -hmm. you know, you had him pulled over, you had him there, you decided to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and the, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where like, I don't know how many times I've explained that to people here because like cops aren't necessarily seen in like a great light here either. Like there is like a cab written on some buildings or like anything like that. But for the most part, like the police president isn't the same here and the culture around police officers isn't the same here. Like, um, I, <sighs> I, I like sometimes have had to explain to friends like, yeah, the presence of police makes me nervous because in the States, there's like a 50, 50 shot, no matter who you are, that a police officer might just start giving you shit, right? Like just because you're there and they want to see what's going on. Like I've had conversations with police officers where they have like randomly selected me or somebody I'm with just to be like, Hey, what are you doing here? Why are you doing it? And it's like, Oh, well, it's a public street and we're going to dinner or the bar or like home. Like, and every single fucking time. Yeah. And every single time you're standing there thinking like, okay, is this about to escalate into something that I actually have to worry about? Or is this guy just being a fuck? Like, and so you have to be nice while they're giving you grief. Whereas if it was just some random other person on the street, you could be like, hey, man, fuck off. So. Well, I like, mean, you could be if you wanted to escalate it with some random stranger, but also I would probably just be nice and walk away from them as well. Well, it depends on how much grief they give you. Where, <laughs> so it's just it's one of those things where, yeah, it, like it's almost indescribable to a person where it's like. Yeah, the, like walking around, especially if you're a person of color, like especially if you have any part about you that is reason for someone to discriminate against you, like there's no way of telling like, oh, is this cop going to be a normal human or is it going to be one of the cops that kills people? So, mm -hmm. yeah, and a lot of the people who are cops, especially in the Midwest, started being cops because they have a power dynamic about them and they wanted to be the guy who walks around town holding a gun. So yeah. Or, or bossing people around. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that that's been a big topic here this week. I think the, the, the best way to bring about change in it is to make sure that we don't use extremism on the other side as a weapon, you know? Um, yeah. 
it's to stay logical and in the, you know, it's easy to get so angry that you're like, you know, we need to defund the police. We need to take away all their guns. We need to do all this. And, you know, what we have to do is recognize that, no, what we need to do is stop the violent behavior of police, do a lot better job of selecting the police. Um, and making sure that they know what their role is when they are out there. And it is not just to, you know, be a, uh, the boss of other people. It's actually to be a servant to the other people and to make sure that we keep people who are committing crimes, um, you know, off the streets and away from people who are, um, just trying to go through their day, but, um, taking the, you know, taking the uh, other view and going, well, we don't need any police is also just leading to, you know, those bad people that are out there, which are, you know, sometimes actually police, um, <laughs> having no, um, you know, having no, um, boundaries doesn't, um, in either direction is, is not good. What we have to have is a, a balance and a, and a medium where we can have a safe society and, um, I mean, I think yeah. that there's a pretty heavy multi-prong, um, problem. And part of that is that, um, police budgets are increased every single year without police results being improved. Um, even in Indianapolis, like the police budget went up like half a million million dollars last year or something like that, just like for what? Um, and part of that is like, oh, well, they need more updated equipment or, oh, well, we wanted to in state body cams or stuff like that. And it's, it's not that it's, it's an increased wage. So I think that like, I, I know that there's a stigma with the phrase defunding the police, but I think that like a large portion of it is like, if the police department budget is being increased, then it needs to be focused in a way that's actually, um, like deprogramming police officers from thinking that their job is to be the hand of justice over society. Um, and I think that part of that is also a judicial problem. Like police officers are less likely to be incarcerated for murdering people on camera, you know? So there's, there's an enforcement of law that's not happening because the police officers that are doing crime, even if it's on camera, are not being persecuted for it in a way that a normal person would have been. Um, and then there's also the matter of um, there is a lot of thought in the public sphere that is, you know, there are people who are less likely to be brutalized by police officers. And those are the people who are kind of like yelling the loudest sometimes. And I think that that, that brings in a dangerous element as well, where it's like, it's much more likely that a white person in person could escalate a situation that gets a black person killed. Like, and I think that that's something that makes me fearful is like, I don't like talking to a lot of the far left radicals in my life about issues about like this, because their thought is like, okay, well let's go kill some fucking cops. And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't want to kill a cop. I don't want to kill anyone. I no, most the, certainly that, don't that, think that, that I want to start a gunfight in a, like any area. <laughs> like I think that that's a bad idea. So I, and, you know, exactly and a lot of those I'm people are white that. and privileged that say shit like that. And so it's a little bit like, okay, well the you're allowed to have that the problem extreme opinion. Yeah. Because you don't have anything to lose. 
the extremism is the problem on all sides, right? It's like, that's why I'm, that's why I'm advocating that we need to make sure that we stay uh, balanced and keep our common sense about us. <laughs> well, I, I think that yeah. it's easy also to like say that. I think that like a lot of the time I feel like I want to hear what black radicals have to say about the thing that is like disproportionately affecting their communities. Um, I think that also it's, it's hard for me to, say anything about like what the criminal justice system necessarily needs because it's very much a system that I've purposely avoided being a part of. So, well, the um, most, the most, um, um, ra- you know, the, the awful thing really about the Memphis situation with Tyree Nichols is that all five of the cops were black as well. Yeah. And so it, 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 it what it shows is, I mean, there are racial problems. Let's not, let's not, let's not undersell it, but there's also just a police versus, you know, versus the society problem where, you know, we, we get groups of cops that think they're invincible, that think that they can, you know, they can do whatever they want to someone. Um, They start pepper spraying someone and that guy runs away. And it's like, they feel like once they catch him, they can beat him to death. I mean, you know, he, he ran away cause you sprayed him with pepper spray and like started <laughs> during know. a traffic stop. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, and then you killed him when you were five to one, which kind of doesn't say so much about like, Oh, well you were afraid because he was running so much as you said, okay, I'm well and I'm, I'm pissed off and I'm going to beat him until he dies. I'm going to yeah. kick him in the face, beat him with a stick and I'm going to punch him in the eye and you know, all those things while he's, yep. you know, we've got him uh, handcuffed. We'll just go ahead and hit him in the face. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and those are the, um, you know, the, that's, that's why I'm, you know, I mean, uh, I'm so disgusted with this particular incident, but also it's just a, it's a, um, you know, to me, it's a symptom of picking the wrong people to be cops because people that have that temperament should never be cops. Well, I think that it's also, <laughs> you know, I'm certain that it, that, temperament is exacerbated and encouraged in a certain yeah yeah well setting you know, so on, on the positive they fired all of them and they are all facing uh murder charges from the district attorney but um you know and we'll and we'll see how it all plays out with uh, yeah i was gonna say however i um you know, I, I think, you know, um, juries are sometimes imperfect, but they're the best we have. <laughs> I, I mean, you know? I understand that when people are wary about that sort of thing, because like, look at what happened with the cops who killed Brianna Taylor, you know? So, yeah. Um, uh, the, um, there, there, there are so many of these things over time, you know, uh, uh, individual stories, and what they add up to is just a lot of police abuse and we need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so um, tell me about Glasgow this week. What, what did you have? Anything exciting over there? I mean, obviously that was the big news story here. I mean, and the weather always is in January, but that's boring. <laughs> I don't I'm like nothing is going to pop out com- compared to that. What about, what about normal stuff? Like, you know, so, you know, this week I ran open stage. It was fun. We had a nice crowd. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll play, I guess we'll, we'll try and slide back into a normal topic. Damn. Um, I saw the fable men 
on oh, Friday I night. See that. Oh it was God. very good. Yeah, it was very good. I want to um, see the Fableman. I want to see um, Banshees in the Inner. Uh, 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 Banshees of Innershine. Yeah. Yeah, it's an Irish movie with Colin. Also Farrell very and, fucking good. And Mad Eye Moody. Yeah. I yeah. See that. Yeah. Um, um, he's not. His name's not Mad Eye Moody. It's like uh, Brennan something. I also yeah. forget his name. It's the guy that plays Mad Eye Moody. He's you know always good and everything. Um, the premise of that movie, honestly, I'm I'm still a little pissed off about it because it's just an old guy being an asshole. <laughs> like, he just doesn't want to be friends with a guy anymore, and there are only like five people in the town, and so he just straight up says to the guy, like, "You're boring, and I don't want to hang out with you anymore." Is this? And uh, is did you see the movie? Yeah, I did. It's on oh. it's on streaming. You can watch is it on like HBO so, Max, probably. So you, did did you not like it or? No, I really loved it. It's just oh. Mad Eye Moody is a really fucking a big asshole. Like, like, it's a fantastic movie. It, it's a really compelling story. I really like where they took it. However, Mad Eye Moody's character is a fucking asshole <laughs> who I don't understand and I don't respect. Like, it's not even like, oh, I don't believe that's a real person. I fully believe that there would be somebody who is like that, but. He is uh, I, you know, I'm excited. Talk. I saw uh, on CBS this morning they were having a thing with uh, with those two guys because they were both nominated for Oscars. For yeah, the movie. And, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to see that. That looks good." Well, I think all, all four of the main cast are really okay nominated. Yeah. the The best thing from the Oscar nominations this year that I saw was that Top Gun got nominated for Best Picture. And um, the reason I say that is because they don't nominate normal movies ever. Like they always just nominate all of the like heady, you know, arty films. And uh, yeah, but that one's since the mid '90s. I feel like since we actually put movies that were popular in the, uh, you know, in the running. And uh, the idea like of that. top, mm -hmm. I understand that. And that being said, Top Gun is not a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a fantastic movie. I fucking loved it. It was my favorite movie this year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, by a lot, actually. So I mean... <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, maybe... I'm not, a, I'm not a really... I mean, I just... It, it's one of those things where I wouldn't watch it again. So... Oh, I, I would watch it several times. Well, awesome. I know how you felt about the original Top Gun, so that makes sense, but... Uh, I've watched the original Top Gun like lots, and then I would understand. Right. I would understand nominating the original Top Gun, but the new one I wouldn't understand nominating it because um, it's just a heritage film of the original Top Gun. So, not really. Like, I, the, I I I really it is I, it one hundred percent is fantastic movie because on so many levels it works. <laughs> I think that if you had never seen Top Gun. Hold on. I, I'm just saying, if you had never seen Top Gun, it wouldn't be a good movie. Well, but who hasn't seen Top Gun? And what's wrong with Okay, like, so in 50 fucking years... <laughs> what do you mean? 50? Nobody's going to be... In 50 years, nobody's going to be like, oh, well, you should watch Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, they are. They're going to say, oh, you should watch Top Gun. It's a classic film. But they're not going to go, you know, fuck Top Gun. You know what you should get is uh, Top Gun Maverick because it was a it was nominated you know, for an they'll, Academy. They'll watch War. both of them. It'll be like The Godfather one and two to people. No, it, hold on. Let's just put it out there. It is not as good as the Godfather series. Well, I didn't say it was. 
I said it no, would be like that. you said it would be like that. You compared the two. They're not comparable. I, I didn't compare them in terms of their worth as films. What I was comparing okay. them to is that they kind of go together. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. Cause one is a would, sequel to the other. Right. One is a sequel, but it's a sequel. And in, that's really, really good. Would and you know, in the say, same, I'm just going to watch the Godfather two without watching Godfather. That's no, ridiculous. that would be ridiculous. The same as watching top gun Maverick without watching top gun. Also. But what I, but what I, hear hear me out that what I'm saying is like it's silly to nominate a sequel to a movie if you didn't nominate the original movie. Well, they should have nominated the original movie, but okay. then they were a bunch of pretentious <laughs> And I will I will follow this up by saying yeah. that if you're just nominating a sequel to make a point, there are better films to nominate than the no, sequel to a film they, you they should have nominated. They weren't just nominating it to make a point. They nominated it because it's a really good movie. And it, it would be nice if they did that more often, pick the movies that people like to nominate them. Like a few years ago when Batman Begins came out and it was the best movie of the year by 10 miles and still is one of the top movies of the last 20 years, and they ignored it. <laughs> Wait, what movie are we talking about? Batman Begins. Which was okay. the first Batman in the Dark Knight series? You know, back was that the was, was that the Bane one? No, Batman Begins okay. was the first one with Christian Bale. Was it Rachel? Was it that one? Rachel, what? When, when he's where's Rachel? Nothing. <laughs> okay. It was the one where he gets trained as Batman. It tells the whole origin story of Batman. Oh, when he like climbs to the top of the mountain and trains with the monks and then the monks, he like kills the monks because they want to work as like a ninja or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, and that, that was the best movie of 2000, like five or six or whatever year it came out. Sure. And it got ignored as a, a Oscar nomination completely. It was ridiculous. Okay. The only thing that that series of movies ever got nominated for, and all three of them were fabulous, was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Heath Ledger got, you know, because he died right after they filmed it. <laughs> uh, they, they gave him some actual recognition because he's just a fantastic actor. Uh, I mean, if I'm really thinking about, like, the best movie of 2022, it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. I haven't watched that one yet. You should. It's a really fucking good movie. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I should, but I haven't. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I want to go see the um, uh, the new Avatar movie before it's out of 3D as well. I just haven't gotten a chance to do that. Mm. So, because it's only worth seeing in 3D, I'm sure it got nominated as well. But um, the first Avatar I loved in 3D, but when it came to like video, it it lost a lot through like losing that video texture that it had that world, like you're in that world. Um, yeah. I haven't seen avatar in a really, really long time. And I, well, I mean, what I feel like I would need to rewatch like it when the, the immersiveness of the 3d effects make it feel less like it makes it feel more real to you as you're watching it. Right. And, and, and it needs that because if you feel a little bit taken out of the reality of it, cause it's a fantasy movie. You know, it takes something mm -hmm. away from it. it, takes that level of, you know, but, um, yeah. So yeah, th those, those are a couple of the ones I want to see. I, I want to see that everything er everywhere all at once. And the, mm -hmm. um, and the Banshee movie and the, 
uh, and, and the Fablemans. I've, I, I saw a preview for that and I was just like, Steven Spielberg, I'm in. I didn't even like watch mm -hmm. the rest of the trailer. Like it said, yeah, he had like a little introductory thing to it and everything. It was cool. <laughs> I love um, all Spielberg movies, as you know. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really good movie. I would highly recommend it. Um, saw it in theaters. It was a while since I had like gone to like a movie theater movie theater there's there's another movie theater that's kind of like a like so a smaller are, are theater the, in glasgow the theaters in glasgow like old and ancient or do you have like are they like fancy no. amc place or whatever well they're they're both so there's like an older like heritage film like cinema that i go to called the glasgow film theater um and it like shows like oh orlando on 35 millimeter and shit like that as well as like more current releases um, and then there's also this thing called Cineworld, which is like an IMAX theater, like is the Cineworld. Um, so there's one on Regent Street, Regent. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the main thoroughfares in Glasgow and it's like a fucking six story movie theater, um, with glass fame sides and like every floor has a, like a food and like bar on it. So it's a really, really big theater. Um, so we saw it in there and it was huge. It was a big theater. It was like an IMAX size theater. Um, so like the rows just like kept going into the rafters and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And also we did dinner. It was like a whole little date night. So did dinner before got drinks at a bar where my friend works and it's like this arcade bar. So we did like an arcade bar and then we went to the movie. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. I also, um, Glass Joe actually, um, just beat the shit out of me in that arcade bar. Oh, you KO'd. played Mike Tesson's punch out. Yeah. We played knockout and I got knocked it's out. Called knockout, huh? I think so. Cause it's called punch out. It's Mike I mean, it might be punch out. I mean, it might be, but I, uh, they sorry. Changed the, uh, well, they did change the name later to just punch out. So they would have, so they didn't have to keep paying Mike Tyson, but like yeah, the so, original Mike Tyson's punch out game, when you fought yeah. all the way through, you fought Mike Tyson last. Yeah. And like, if you could beat Mike Tyson, you're some kind of a savant because he was nearly unbeatable. Yeah. <laughs> so the problem with Glass Joe is that like you can hit him, but then um, if he gets off a single hit on you, you're fucked. Like, yeah, Lil Mac. Yeah, because I mean, Lil Mac got. Lil Mac will beat the shit out of Glass Joe if I play with Lil Mac, though. I mean, yeah, but it was just, it was like the original arcade setup, right? right. So it's like yeah. the controls are hard. Like, because yeah. you're dealing with the, like, the joystick. I'm going to, it's like, you, 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 you don't do good with the, uh, the, the uh, arcade controls because you're a child of Nintendo. Yeah. Is what you're telling me. Yes. Yeah. Your child yeah. of PlayStations. I would argue that everybody in that bar was a little bit too young to really be accustomed to the arcade games, except I, and I will say this, I was dominating at Pac-Man because I was used to Pac-Man controls that way because okay. of, because of the Pac-Man machine in the pizza hut in, or the pizza King in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> so thank you, pizza King. I would have really kicked your ass if I was there, though, because probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I also got like discounted drinks because I got the family friends discount in that bar. So that was nice. You know uh, what Siege told me about Pac-Man? Oh, is that 
it is actually it's like a conspiracy theory that it um it makes the uh makes people think that it's good to eat the little bitty pills everywhere they go and then they and then and when they really get sick they have the giant pill which mm-hmm. like is a you know conspiracy by the pharmaceutical industry to get uh, to to desensitize you to eating pills when he told you that how serious was he being well, how serious is he ever when he's saying things like that? <laughs> well, do you think that he personally believes that or if he was just fucking around? I don't know. Ah, okay. <laughs> You're like, that's a good question. I don't really read into those things that much. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we don't need to get that, you know, in depth. He's getting ready to go to uh, Malta, apparently, in Europe. That's fun. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. He'll be on the same continent with you again. Yeah, but he won't visit me. Well, I don't know. You could uh, say, hey, are you going to visit Glasgow? You know, I could. And then he'll be like, no, I'm, we're going to Malta. <laughs> like, That's fair. All right. Um, so the uh, the other thing and in, in, uh, I was going to tell you, like TV wise, is that I, I, we discovered the show this week. Um, and it's why I didn't watch any Gilmore Girls. So I only have two episodes to discuss. I, also, I only watch those two episodes. I'm going to be honest with you. So yeah, we have two, so we can talk about those. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's a show on Hulu. Do you do we? Do you have the Hulu passwords, right? You can do. Uh, I am not really sure. What show okay. is it? It's called Extraordinary. And yes, um, I've I've heard of this. Okay. It it was so funny. It's so funny. Like I totally like it. Is hilarious. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we watched the whole eight episode thing yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's wonderful. There are 30 minute bite size episodes and, mm-hmm. um, it's hilarious. It's about, um, everybody like in has discovered that they have some sort of superpower in the world, except mm-hmm. for our main character who hasn't figured out what hers is. And yes, I saw the struggling. So like everybody I saw like, the ads can, for that. Some people can fly. Some people can like, you know, um, uh, they can. Yeah. The, and do the trailers like she's like in a temp office, right? Like she's like trying to get a temp job and they're like, okay, so what's your superpower? And she's like, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, and her roommate can uh, like commune with dead people, like Ooh, fun. like she connects with a dead person and actually kind of becomes them while they talk. Like they, so they like they can bring come back to life basically through her for however long she lets them. Um, <laughs> so all kinds of people want to get with her, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because of her power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, it's uh it's 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 fabulous it's it's really good you you would be a uh you you will love it like you will love everything about it i I promise it i thought bailey will love this the whole time well you were right when you recommended the sex lives with college girls which i still need to watch season two of but season two was fabulous i i bet it is i'm still on the edge of my seat as to how the fuck she paid for college so Ah. um that's a little. That's a little hint at a spoiler for all of you who haven't seen it. I, I'm not going to give you a, the answer. So no, I would hope you wouldn't, because um, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the other thing is that you have to watch Ted Lasso. So I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. 
I started watching a new D&D podcast, though, because I want to be better at running encounters with my little nerd troop. Um, and so I've been watching, so there, there are very different schools of thought with Dungeons and Dragons. Some people think that like being like number crunchy is better sometimes. Um, I don't particularly like it when Dungeons and Dragons is like all number crunchy. You know, this we've discussed it. Um, however, there is a popular Dungeons and Dragons show called Dimension 20. Um, I think it's put together by college humor. Um, and they do a particular format where it's like two hour episodes um, and it's all on YouTube. And one episode will be all character work for two hours. And then the next episode is all combat for two hours. And they do the full, like there are six players. There's a giant fucking like arena set up with miniatures and everything. And they do combat in Dungeons and Dragons for like a two hour stint. And, um, I've watched a few episodes and it has helped me to understand Dungeons and Dragons combat better so that I can run encounters that are a little bit more number heavy, um, a little bit smoother. But I've also realized that I have like zero interest in running combat like that. Like I, I like you ever see somebody do something and you're like, there is a spectrum between what I hate, where I am and you, what you're doing is like somewhere in the middle. And I know I should adopt some things from what you're doing, but I wouldn't want it to be like what you're doing. Like, so that's kind of, it's like interesting to watch because I'm like, that's not how I do it, but I understand what you're going, you're getting at. So, well, you know, I can see that. And also sometimes I look at something, I'm like, that's just too much work. I'm, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That honestly, that's a large portion of it is like the idea of doing combat like that means that you have to like, really plan out the encounter and know what you're doing. And then like what I've noticed is that they'll kill the big monster and then it, you'll still have all of the little like acolytes that the people then have to go around and kill off one by one. So it's like, Oh, we've killed the demon, but there are still a bunch of baby demons running around. So for 45 minutes, we're just trying to kill off the little burner babies, <laughs> which like, well, it's I mean, not you, my thing. What what I immediately thought of was um, the uh, oddly in CSI, like you know the TV show. Sometimes there'll be like a crime scene where somebody has fired, like you know, like like, like there's been a shootout and they're like shooting automatic weapons, right? And mm -hmm. there's like literally two thousand bullets fired, right? Mm -hmm. And then the guy, the crime scene people have to come in and like take a picture of every single and pick up every single bullet casing, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and try to decide what angle it was fired at and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that looks like hell. That's like the worst, like, you know, it, it would be bad enough to be there with, you know, dead people and all of that stuff. But now you've got to count the crazy amount of, <laughs> you've got to account for all these, put each one of them in a little sealed baggie and write a note on it. You know what I mean? And take yeah. a photograph. And it's like, that that's like the, the like the the king the king of all horrible jobs right mm -hmm. <laughs> like oh i'm cataloging the crime scene yeah like and and the crime scene is not like you know there's a dead body in a bedroom it's like we're in a warehouse and there's been like nine people in here firing guns and we've got yeah. to keep track of everything that ha try to figure out everything that happened in here which is you know yeah 
and we just saw it happen. So them cataloging it makes me go, holy crap. And, and and in this particular episode, they came back later and they had like laser beams set up for all the different gun angles. And the whole place is just like a, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a barrage, like a safe room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, that, you know, and of course in the, in the show, it's like two minutes later, they cut to that. Right. But you know mm -hmm. that like something like that in real life took like days, 40 hours <laughs> minimum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, why is the investigation dragging on? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> well, we had to individually document all these rounds and <laughs> so that we could see who shot who and what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I was thinking that same thing. Like, it's like, th th that's the kind of thing where I, I immediately think, yeah, that's the kind of job I'm like, yeah, that's just too much work. I would never do. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Like there are people yeah. who do Warhammer battles and it's like, I understand if you love number crunching and like strategic games like that, where it's like the long haul and you have an army that that's appealing. Um, but that's not, what I like about it. So I personally have no interest in like setting the battlefield ever. Creating um, a big battle that takes centuries to complete. Right. Yeah. Like, like I never want to be in the middle of the battle and be like, okay, well we'll pick this up next time. I guess like that sounds <laughs> horrible. <laughs> like like they like, did in an encounter pick it back this up, last the next, time. The whole next thing that's like two hours long is nothing but the battle and you pick it up a third time. Right. Cause yeah. Yeah. That we're, sounds like hell. we're stuck in this yeah. battle. <laughs> we're not doing anything. Well, and I, I was pretty happy last time because I ran a combat with like, I, I basically, instead of having a normal amount, I just gave them like eight of the same fucking monster. Cause I was like, okay, now I only have one stat block to really keep track of. And it's, it's the, they uh, all move at the know, same time. Work smarter. Not it's only going to last about method. 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were all, they had like different motivations based on what side of the room they were on. Right. Like two of them were like, it basically, they have hopped into this warehouse. Um, they weren't supposed to get there yet. Like it was like, there's a room where evidence is burning. And so they have like a, a limited time to go explore that room before everything burns. Um, and then there, one of their like leaders who's like a non-player character got like kidnapped. And so it was like, okay, you can try and get her back, but there's like a whole puzzle to solve it. There's this room that's actively burning. And then if you find her, you have to do like this whole encounter. So they elected to ignore the burning room and go save their like person and because they saved the person they wanted to save the person they ended up in this fucking warehouse with eight people two of which were loading her into the back of the van to take her to a third location so they had to fight through like eight motherfuckers just to like not do what they wanted to do and i was like haha <laughs> i've got you i got you one of them went down awesome i was like yes <laughs> plot it's happening. You're not getting what you want this time. Like, so, very good. Um, 
you know, uh, I, I love the Dungeons and Dragons, but I know that you have time constraints today. So let's do our yeah. two episodes of Gilmore Girls. I know it's a horribly janky con- uh, uh, segment. <laughs> but, okay. But, you know, the whole show, as we said, is scripted to a degree. Um, so uh, scripted. Unforeseen, yeah. The teleprompter is telling me this is what we're going to, so we're going to it. We're cutting to this. Yeah. Um, the fundamental things apply. Episode five of season four is a. Um, we have we start off with um, Lorelai sitting in the front yard as um, uh, Rory comes home for the weekend, and um, she's planting bulbs <laughs> because she got them from Babette. Babette gave her bulbs. Yes, and she had let them rot, and then she started mm-hmm. to try and plant them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she threw one at Rory and, and hit her. And she said, you bulbed me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, I, I actually took note of because I thought that was funny. You bulbed me. Mm-hmm. I've planted bulbs before. Have you planted bulbs? Well, yeah. Every spring we would help mom with the gardening and we would always have bulbs. Yeah. You, you know, they, they come out sometimes. <laughs> I would say they come out like when mom did them, they pretty much came out consistently. Because a lot of the time you can get bulbs that are already pre-sprouted anyway. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, so you cheat. That's right. I get it. Well, it's just as much cheating as like any other thing. Like where, like, just let the nursery have them for a little bit longer. They know what they're doing. Yeah. You know... Or you could get the gamble bulbs in the big 25 pack, in which case they might not all come out. <laughs> not my fault you bought gamble bulbs. <laughs> I guess so. So, and honestly, if we're really thinking about this, Babette was pawning off her gamble bulbs on Lorelai. She already did her yard and she said, Hey, Lorelai, I have these bulbs. I thought of you. <laughs> yeah, it was totally a pawning off thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mari, she's planting the bulbs. Okay. <laughs> 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 I honestly love them. <laughs> she she has whatever thing going and she shouts at him and he's like, "Yeah." You know. <laughs> he's like off reading or something like <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Practicing piano. What whatever he needs to painting do. Painting the living room like to not constantly talk with her, right? Well, I mean, I'm certain they talk all the time. Right. Well, she talks a lot. So he, he, he tries to speak every now and again. Right. In fairness, I don't think that the right man for Babette is somebody who talks a lot. Not at all. No, no. So, so, um, I, I think, you know, at the end of the last one, like, you know, we had the naked guy in the hall, right? Marty. Yeah. Uh, Marty. Well, Marty comes back. Right. Marty comes back and runs into Rory at breakfast and invites her into his breakfast club. Honestly, <laughs> this is the start of me not liking Marty because I, I really felt for him when he was naked in the hallway. But he says, well, honestly, I've been really nervous to talk to you, but right now I'm so relieved. And she she goes, why is that? And then he says, well, because... I thought, oh, she's so cool and put together. Every time I saw you, all she'll think about is the fact that I, I was naked. But now here you are in your pajamas at breakfast. And she was like, well, I woke up late and I didn't have time to change. 
before breakfast ended in like 30 minutes. So like he says like, Oh yeah, now you are embarrassing. Like he literally points it out to her. (laughs) And so I feel better because we can both be embarrassed. Yeah. Now you're embarrassed. I've embarrassed you so that we can be even like, fuck you, man. (laughs) I'm going to drag you in front of all my friends so that they can see you embarrassed. (laughs) Wow. I didn't see it from that angle completely. I thought he was an awkward geek, but okay. Well, <laughs> awkward geeks can be fucking malicious sometimes. Yeah. I don't think I'm he was trying to be malicious. I, I, I think he might have been malicious by accident, but he wasn't trying to be. It must be time to plug in. Because Bailey has left the building for a moment to plug stuff up. It was getting dark. Is the battery all better? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I see where you're at. Um, and then Lorelai had like, uh, uh, not Lorelai, Rory had a, a guy in one of her classes, Trevor, kind of ask her out on a date and she kind of rejected him. And she acted like she didn't quite get that he was asking her out, but she did. She just was rejecting him. <laughs> yeah. Lorelai talked her into, you know. Not rejecting him. Right. Yeah. And then she goes back and asks him out basically. Yeah. And and they go on a date and it, it doesn't really work. Well, what I also, before that happens, she's talking about it at Friday night dinner and Emily Gilmore is like, you asked a boy out and she gets all <laughs> traditionalist and huffy. And I think it's hilarious because it's like, Emily Gilmore, you met your husband by stealing him from another woman. Like, Well, I love that, um, uh, you know, you were talking about the dinner, but before, um, before dinner, um, Lorelai, <laughs> Lorelai gets to the dinner before uh, Rory uh, and, and like uh, the maid opens the door and realizes she realizes Rory isn't there yet and goes back out into her car. Mm-hmm. She starts music. listening to music to burn time, and then Emily knocks on the window. <laughs> that was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, um, so I, I like how Lorelai is using Luke's as an office in this episode. She's like, yeah, with people to do things for the dragonfly and whatnot. And there's like a mm-hmm. designer who turns out to know Emily, which turns into a plot point, right? Yeah. Uh, because if she knows Emily, then Emily's liable to know way too much about what's going on in her life. <laughs> well, and right. she finds out that, like, we don't know how, but Emily finds out under mysterious circumstances that Sookie is pregnant. Uh-huh. And at first, I think that, like, she, she thinks it's, she the, thinks designer. it's the designer who told her. Yeah. But then later it's said that like Sookie's like, well, I called her and right. <laughs> like I have a relationship with her because she's your mom and I just said that I was pregnant. So Right. And then she's mad at Lorelai because Lorelai didn't tell her. And it was like, well, Lorelai shouldn't have to tell you, right? <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna tell you that. Like whatever. Anyway, I, I love this piece in the in Luke's because, you know, like she's using it as an office and then she every time she comes in, there's something else. Right. And Luke, Luke is like getting a little annoyed with the whole 
his diner's an office situation. Well, especially because they're leaving voicemail. Right, they're leaving with him. phone messages. He's got like a stack of papers yeah. from while like she was he, out. He said like, he's like sitting there reading them, and he goes like, you know, this one's from this decorator. It's going to cost an extra two thousand dollars. This one's going to cost an extra three thousand dollars, and this one's going to cost an extra four thousand dollars. And I'm not taking any more messages for you. <laughs> Like people have been calling there all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he probably thought I'm not taking any more messages for her after the first call and then went ahead and kept answering the phone. So, yeah. And of course um, we keep going back to Rory's room like over and over. Right. Cause there's always going to be that. And there's the whole roommates issue between Paris and everyone, you know, especially yeah. Janet. Right. And they decide to race. I like that. <laughs> they end up going on a, a run race. Mm-hmm. To determine who gets the their way, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna decide who wins the argument with a race. Are you serious? And she's like, "Go!" and like takes off, like Paris takes off. <laughs> Which is funny because the other girl is literally on the fucking like softball team or something. So Paris has no chance. Right, like, but she like so she like tries to get an advantage by just taking sm- off first and going go and like leaving her behind. Yeah. Um, well, and then Rory, like, she's like in the roommate argument meeting and she's like, okay, well, I have a date in like 10, 15 minutes. So we're going to have to <laughs> wrap this up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I, I, I do like the, um, the, this is kind of like Luke and Lorelai's first date, although they aren't going to ever call it that, but. Like Luke is yeah. invited over to watch a movie because he's never seen Casablanca. Yeah. And, um, and she like, um, makes all these rules that they're supposed to happen during the movie, but she breaks every like last one of them. Like, you know, yeah. And then gets upset when he does it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she's, you know, she's, uh, never really done this you know, with anyone but Rory. So she's a little <laughs> awkward about the whole situation. Yeah. Like even when Dean was allowed over for movie nights, it was a little bit like, okay, well there's an adjustment period. Like <laughs> you have to learn to do it by their rules kind of deal. And he had even had to give that tip to Max Medina. Right. He was like, okay, so you gotta, you gotta learn how to deal with their joking. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like uh, here's when you can pile on and here's when you're not welcome to. So. Yeah. And, um, but. then at the end of the episode and it kind of rolls into the next one, Emily, um, um, I get I, a little bit, I guess it doesn't really roll much. Right. But like Emily finds out, so, well, it's like that, that Lorelai doesn't want him talking. And so they have like a, a kind of a blow up. Right. Well, so what happens is Lorelai confronts the designer and says, Hey, I don't want to work with someone who's worked with my mom. And the woman says, Oh, well, I won't work with your mom because this is exactly what I want to be doing. Yeah. And then Emily at the end of the episode calls and says like, Hey, I was just called my designer who did my bathroom a year ago to see if she'll do another room on the same floor. And she said that she can't and won't talk to me because of you. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Which I, it's like yet another case of like, okay, well, this wouldn't be a problem if you guys could communicate with you. Because I feel like I could have a conversation with you guys where I'd say, 
listen, it's just weird for me to mix like my place of work with my family. And I don't want that line to be crossed. And you guys might be upset, but you would just say, okay, well, I'll go with a different designer or something. But both of them get upset. And then Natalie basically can't work with either of them. So it like <laughs> fucks with the designer and doesn't really fuck with them. Like, like, it's like, okay, now neither of you get what you want. And also this woman is out of two contracts now because you guys decided to toss a fit about it. So, yeah, but you know, on the one hand, I understand why Lorelai doesn't want to work with someone that works with her because yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll constantly be a, a source of, you know, something she just may not have gotten around to telling her or whatever. And she's going to have hard feelings about every little thing that she doesn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. So, because now that it's a designer, you know, you are going to want to be involved in the remodel of my business. And that's not something that you're allowed to have control over because, because it's my business. Yeah. And we're not doing it your way because your ways are going to be, you know, a whole different thing than what we would do. Like, well, and quite frankly, help. Lorelai has run an in for the past, you know, 15 years, 20 years. Right. Yeah. And has far more experience in the industry that she is in than her parents do. Like her parents might have an idea of how to run it in or good advice or whatever. But at the end of the day, Lorelai has decades of experience in it and is going to know better than her mom does, even if well, she, you know, I, I think one thing like that Lorelai does really well, like uh, 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 one of her best talents and she kind of, it's kind of gets showed off at the catering party in the previous episode. Right. Which mm -hmm. is she recognizes who her audience is and what needs to be done to make that, certain thing happen. And yeah. Emily is not like aware of that. Like everything is really high end with her, like mm -hmm. so high end, like, and it was also true back at Suki's wedding, like back last season or whatever. Right. Where mm -hmm. it was like Emily was, you know, showing her all these things. And of course, Suki's attracted to high end things, but she didn't have yeah. money for them. Right. And, it, and, and, and also it became more of a, you know, this is all more complex than I really wanted. Right. Like, I wanted yeah. Emily. and uh, so Lorelai's good at seeing the target audience and Emily's just good at seeing whatever she wants, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that that's where it would, that's where something would butt heads with like the end is that Lorelai's shooting for a certain target audience and she doesn't, she, you know, she's going to be completely the one who can figure that out. And it, she doesn't yeah. need she doesn't need any help because she's really good at that, you know. And she and and any help would just be kind of unappreciated because it would be coming from a selfish place and not from one of helping her. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, and on top of that, I think like she even tried to poke holes in that designer with that in mind. Like what she was saying was like, "Oh, well, you probably think this is very like." we can't afford that. Like that was kind of like her way of poking because she thought, Oh, this is, this designer is an Emily designer. So the problem with it is going to be very much like this dollar value or this taste problem. And that's not what we want right now. Yeah. She can't quite put her finger on why she doesn't want to work with her. She just wants it to not happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to deal with all the, whatever is going to fall out of it. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Even I just know it's going to be something. And <laughs> yeah. Right. And then it was. Yeah. What so, I also uh, liked about this episode was that, or I guess, yeah, this last episode that we're wrapping up is when Luke is over Rory calls from her date and says like, I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. Oh yeah. Because yeah, that, yeah. the date format 
is hard to do for the first time. Like I literally, I, I had like a sit down dinner date at the end of last week. And it was funny because I was thinking about it because I was like, you know, I know how to do a dinner date because I've been on them before, but like not everybody does. And it's not easy to like slip into dinner date mode, even if you know the person and have a rapport with the person, because then you're like sitting at dinner looking directly at them and you're like and now we have to be people at dinner <laughs> like well and they got awkwardly set on the same side of a table right? why did he decide to sit there you know <laughs> i was like <laughs> him deciding to sit there was definitely a wrong choice like <laughs> <laughs> you could say there's a draft and you can move to the other side. I think that's what yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like giving it out. And then she goes, did the draft thing work? And she goes, sort of, because I moved. And then he started to feel the same draft and came over to my side too. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so, but. <laughs> bad date. But it's good to go on bad dates because then you know. Right? Like, yeah, you don't have a, if, if, if one way or another, you know. Yeah. So, so. Affair, an affair to remember is episode six, and it's our last one for the day. Mm -hmm. um, many bunt cakes are being made. <laughs> um, so they, they, they were upset because the Richmonds were giving out full, like, king size candy bars, and they had mm -hmm. given out full size candy bars at Halloween for yes. decades. And now they were being one-upped by the Richmonds. And, yeah. Um, and so they, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the whole conversation to Lorelai was just like uh, something to make fun of, right? Like the, right. It, and then it, it like, they, they come out, well, we're, what are we having for dessert? Mini bunt cakes, mini bunt cakes, but the Richmonds. Well, but the Richmonds have full-sized full bunt cakes. cakes. Yeah. And the, and the reason that really made me laugh is the thought of somebody bringing each person a full bunt cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just a massive amount of fucking bunt cake that you couldn't even eat. Well, and I was thinking about that. For, I was like, you know, that really puts a fine point on like why people don't hand out king sized candy bars at Halloween is because like, who the fuck needs a king sized candy bar? Well, in a stack a whole bag like, of candy yeah yeah when you have a whole bag of normal sized candy bars like full-sized candy bars I, I i myself like to be the full-size candy bar place no i agree right you, you know, feel that, a sense of power and pride when you're the I'm only full-size cool. candy I'm bar in the bag candy. well the reason we did it like this year is our neighborhood's kind of small and we knew we wouldn't have that many trick-or-treaters so it was like mm -hmm. hey let's just give everybody a full-size candy bar you know, and especially if they're only trick or treating here in our little neighborhood, they're not going to have a lot of candy. So let's give them, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's only like 12 houses in our neighborhood. So it's not going to be a lot of, you know, and, and everyone doesn't participate in such things. Right. So, right. um, you know, it was like, that's a cool thing is to be the full size candy bar house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but I love the whole conversation because, you know, it's cool to be the full-size candy bar house, but then they get, they're getting one-upped by the Richmonds. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're going to be the king-size candy bar house. You know, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's just funny. I, I love the little funny things. This episode's actually got a lot of funny stuff in it. 
Um, so I like that they're doing their partnership signing. Mm-hmm. And Emily has like a professional photographer in there to take pictures yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she's going to put together a Russian theme party to celebrate. Right. And so um, she has hired Suki and Lorelai to be the catering. And um, she, of course, t- hired Suki because there's no way she would call Lorelai to ask for such things. Right. She called Suki to ask for catering, and she told her that the, her and Lorelai were doing a business, which created another problem because Lorelai hadn't told her. <laughs> right. And Lorelai hadn't told her because she was like, well, this is just something that we're doing in the interim to pay for the in that we need to do. Yeah. Just to, to carry us over until the end is ready. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they have to come and do a tasting at mm-hmm. Emily's house because Lorelai tells her to treat her like every other caterer. <laughs> yeah. And because Suki wants that pretty, pretty money, pretty, pretty money, pretty money. You know, mm-hmm. she keeps saying that, which cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they get there, the the service entrance is around back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, and Suki's like, you grew up in this house? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that a maid? <laughs> Suki's like, and now I have context. <laughs> I've just received context, and it changes. We've been friends for for seventeen years, and I don't, I didn't know, like the, you know, well, you said that they were rich, but you didn't say they were rich, right? Well, in fairness, I feel like maybe we could have assumed, given the fact that they paid for Chilton, and she's seen <laughs> Chilton. And yeah. they've gotten her a car. Still, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a shock when you walk up to the house because it is yeah. quite the place, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I said there's funny stuff throughout this one, and like you know, the party thing is the serious storyline in this one, right? Because right. Um, there's a couple of serious things along that, but and we'll, and we'll get back to it. But the funny things that happen in between, like first, Kirk is selling one of a kind mailboxes. Yeah, the custom mailboxes. <laughs> and they are hilarious. But then he has a date and he wants help from Lorelai. Which I love the introduction of this character. Um, Lulu? Yeah, Lulu. Yeah. I love Lulu. <laughs> so um, so <laughs> he's trying to get help from Lorelai and she's like, you know, just dress nice, you know, He's like, can I schedule a time to come by with and you can approve my wardrobe? And she's like, no, just wear a tie. You know what? Yeah, three o'clock or whatever. Because she was like halfway through and then she was like, no, you're Kirk. Like, I got to make sure. You're right. And then he starts scouting out a place for the date. And he goes into Luke's and he's like, how are the acoustics? (laughs) Luke says, I don't have time to kill you right now, Kirk. Come back later. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, can I get a reservation for Friday? And he's like, well, reservation. We don't do reservations, Kirk. <laughs> We're a diner. <laughs> We're a diner. Yeah. And, uh, and so <laughs> in the interspersed with this is the funny part of Rory trying to find a place to study. 
right? Like mm-hmm. she can't study in the room because there's just all kinds of craziness going on. She finds this tree that she can put a, fit her back in perfectly outside on mm-hmm. the first day. And the next time she comes back for the tree, there's somebody sitting there, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she finally does find a place. Yeah, she finally finds that's what I mean. She finds the place, but then the next day somebody. It's, yeah, so it's like all right, and and that guy is a jerk and won't give it up, right? I like that Rory is like willing to fight people on Yale's campus, right? Like she has this hostility about everybody on campus that just keeps going. Like <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Because, like, so, like, for example, she hates doing laundry on campus, right? Like, that was the part of the previous yeah. episode. She hates doing laundry on campus because if you don't um, get there exactly when your shit's done, people will pull it out of the washer and throw it, like, on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to get washed again. Right. So and, she's like, this that's ridiculous. fucking cretins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I love it because we, we see the Kirk thing and just as soon as he leaves the diner, leaving a diagram of the table after Kirk, after Luke finally agrees to a reservation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he, Laura like comes in and sits down and she's like, he's like, what do you want to eat? He's, she says, cheeseburger, onion rings, and a list of people who killed their mother and got away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's a that's a great line. We, that's an all timer. <laughs> that one tickled you. That tickled me. I mean, it, it's it, it's right in line with. Uh, there's a line in Ted Lasso which you haven't seen yet, but this line is like it's fucking awesome. It's like he says, "I love it when I meet people's mothers. It gives me like an instruction manual into why they're nuts." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so true. <laughs> huh? That is so true. <laughs> right. So it's the same. This this one right here. She's like cheeseburger onion rings and a list of people who killed their mother and got away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, which is funny. Uh, so then like while she's sitting there, Kirk has come back and he's practicing for his date with a camera. He's like, <laughs> he's like filming it. He's like pretending the date is his, like if the camera is his date. Like, all right, cut. Let's try that again. (laughs) (laughs) So then we find out that, um, you know, Digger wants to take the clients to Atlantic City instead of having a party, which makes Emily feel like worthless, right? Yeah. And um, which. Like, it's not appropriate for Digger to just drop. And then also, it's just not a fucking appropriate thing to do with clients. Like, no, no, it's not. But then, like, Emily comes over to Lorelai's house to tell her, which I thought was this is like her really feeling really bad about what she did, right? Yeah. She, she like gave him, a, and now she's got to fire them. And she feels bad about it anyway because she wants to have the party, right? Like, yeah. Cause she, that's what she does, you know? Mm-hmm. And she tells her she's canceling and Lorelai's like, this is so unfair to everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and she's like, you get us all together and then you just decide to fire us. And she's like, you know, sadly, she's like, I'm not trying to fire you. 
I was put out to pasture basically. Like they want to mm -hmm. do this new party thing where they take the clients to Atlantic City, and I guess that's the thing now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, and I was just like, you know, I felt bad for Emily, like really mm -hmm. bad, and so did Lorelai <laughs> mm -hmm. because she went over to Sea Digger and like tore him a new one, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'm still not canceling, but do you want to go out? <laughs> yeah, like Diego's like, ooh, Lorelai. It would really piss off your mother, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, and so, mm -hmm. so you know, apparently they're going to go out. Um, and then um, the, 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 we get back to Kirk's date, which I think is, the, this is like, this is gold, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this, mm -hmm. this right here, this is, this is fucking gold. Like, he's sitting there with Lulu and everything. And Luke's behind the counter, and Kirk shows up behind him suddenly. He's like, "What?" He's like, uh, "Kirk's like, she she touched me. What does that mean? I think it's a good thing, Kirk." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? He's like, "Usually I come in and, and I talk for a few minutes, and then I go to the bathroom, and they disappear while I'm in the bathroom. But I've been five times, and she still isn't leaving. What the hell, man?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why, I, honestly, that's why I like Lulu. <laughs> and Luke's like, well, I think it means she likes you, Kirk. <laughs> she likes me. The hell you say? <laughs> you take it back. <laughs> and that, that's how he met his wife. <laughs> and Luke finally talks him down. I, like, I love it that Luke had to give him mm -hmm. a pep talk. That was like the best. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. He was like, this is actually going well. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, and then we end up the episode with Rory having to pay that guy 20 bucks to give up her tree mm -hmm. <laughs> so she could study there, <laughs> which is also fabulous, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway... Next week, hopefully, we will watch a few more episodes and and get back on the train. You know, yeah, we've been so we've been bad to watch. We were bad this week, but yeah. hey, that's okay. We'll 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 keep it going. You know, slowly sure. but surely, we'll wrap. We'll get through them. We'll wrap we four, through Gilmore Girls. Yeah, we have so many seasons to go. Yeah, all we're right. Over halfway done though, so that's true. Yeah, we're we're making wow. it happen. So until next time. Until next week, right here on Family Rabble. Love you, Bailey. Love you, too. Thank you for being a part of the Family Rabble podcast with Joe Shelton and Bailey Shelton. Join us next time for more fun episodes.